ASAP. Any score, any place. We'll pull up on your boat, anger. Don't bang. Bro, who's making this? No, who did this? Let's go. Come on. I'm so tired from watching. 90 yard touchdown. 90 yard touchdown. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. And on today's show, we're here with John Kegley, one of the original members of the Locked On Chargers podcast, because we got to break down this weekend's game and give you guys our keys for success. But first, this season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You'll learn from the league's best players in over 40 film session episodes and get access to the entire NFL Films archive. Just go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. We are three writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, Slam Diego's top sports blog, and we've been covering the Chargers for five seasons now doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, which is coming back for its fifth season Tomorrow night, we're going to be doing it live on Facebook Live, so make sure to go follow us there. And this is our third season as the host of the Locked on Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. It's the Friday before game. Pretty excited to be here. Pretty excited to be talking about a matchup. And pretty excited that we got back to playing football. The Chiefs played the Texans last night and absolutely smoked them, and we'll have plenty of time for them next week. But today we're going to be getting into our keys for success and some of the matchups we are looking forward to this weekend against the Bengals. So in the second segment, we'll be talking about what we want to see from the Chargers offense going up against this Bengals defense. And then to wrap up the show, we will be getting into the Chargers defense against Joe Burrow and this Bengals offense. And at the very end of the show, we'll be getting into some predictions and some bold predictions for this game. But we're going to start with the news that the Chargers had a late add to their injury report, which is something you never want to see in right tackle. Brian Bulaga and the Bengals also had some very key players on their injury report as well that could be doubtful for this weekend's game but let's go ahead and get into it the Los Angeles Chargers got some bad news on Thursday when they had to add an important player to the injury report this is Daniel Wade joined by David Drogmeyer with your locked on Chargers lead story the Chargers injury report was looking pretty good this week most of the injuries we knew about and the ones we didn't like Tyrod Taylor and Virgil Green were both full participants all week in practice but on Thursday another name was added to the list and it's the Chargers star right tackle Brian Bulaga one of their prized offseason acquisitions in free agency he was part of a revamped right side of the Chargers offensive line along with Trey Turner who the Chargers acquired in a trade for Russell Okung and now David it looks like he could be in jeopardy of missing this game he was able to practice in a limited capacity but it's an understatement to say he's very important for the Chargers and Tyrod Taylor to have in their first game. Yeah, this is definitely not the way Brian Bulaga wanted to start his tenure with the Chargers after he signed a three-year deal with them in the offseason. Charger fans were really excited to have a legitimate right tackle in there for the first time in a very long time. But Brian Bulaga showing up as a limited participant late in the week does not bode well for him to be able to play on Sunday. And if he does miss that game, then the Chargers are more than likely going to have to look 
to former XFL player Storm Norton. Storm Norton was the primary backup for Brian Bulaga or was in place with the ones whenever Brian Bulaga got a veteran rest day. So there's a lot of pressure that's going to be put on his plate. And just in general, Mike Pouncey is already looking like he's going to be out Sunday. So the Chargers are going to have to rely on a couple of backups and Forrest Lamb moving over to left guard with Dan Feeney going to center and possibly Storm Norton at right tackle. A lot of moves, a lot of injuries, not the way the Chargers wanted to start this season. And they made a lot of moves to improve an offensive line that has been very bad over the last few seasons. And Brian Bulaga was probably the best piece that they added. So now you might have to rely on a guy who would be getting his first start in the NFL in Storm Norton. And that is definitely something the Bengals might target. And you already have Sam Tevy on the left side who is going into his first game starting at left tackle. So a lot of question marks there for the Chargers. But he was able to practice in a limited capacity. There is still a chance he's able to play on Sunday. But there are a couple of Bengals who look like they might not be able to play on Sunday. And David, when you look at their injury report, there are some very big players on there, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you look at names like Geno Atkins, Mike Daniels, even Carlos Dunlap missing some practice. And there's some guys on there that definitely will have a positive impact for the Chargers if they're not able to go on Sunday. Yeah, no question about it. I think the most important name that you mentioned is Geno Atkins. Geno Atkins is one of the best defensive lineman in the NFL when he is healthy and on the field but he missed practice for a second straight day and it does not look like he is going to be out there on Sunday. Safety Sean Williams and LaShawn Sims both also did not practice and their status for Sunday is in doubt as well and another guy on the defensive line a very talented defensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals is Mike Daniels the free agent pickup he was on the injury report with a groin injury on Wednesday was a limited participant on Thursday So his status definitely is up in the air, and it does not look good. Also, another important name on here, a little bit on the obscure side, is cornerback Darius Phillips, who was supposed to be the primary backup for Trey Waynes, who is on IR right now. He was on the injury report with a knee injury on Wednesday. He was a full participant, but he was downgraded to a limited participant on Thursday. So that is not good news for the depth for the Cincinnati Bengals coming in on Sunday. We do not know who is going to be the cornerback if Darius Phillips cannot go and I think the interior of the Bengals defensive line is going to be so important because they're going up against a Chargers offense that has vowed to be a much more run heavy this season and with the three running backs that they have going up against a battered defensive line I think would be a huge boost for this Chargers offense who is trying to find their identity under Tyrod Taylor who has been recovering from an injury of his own but All names to watch out for. There are some big players on both sides that will be questionable for Sunday's game and should have a big impact on the result. But we do have two more segments to get into because we're going to be getting into our keys for success for the first time this season. We're going to be starting with the offense and what we want to see from this new revamped Chargers offense coming up right after this. But this season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full replays and see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place, and NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts, techniques, and learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. 
NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive, and you can get there by going to nfl.com slash gamepass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. All right, guys, well, it's time for our first segment of Keys for Success for the season. And now we're talking about the Chargers going up against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. And this is a Bengals team that had the worst record in the NFL last season, but that also let them draft Joe Burrow number one overall. But we're going to be starting with the Chargers offense, which, John, we have a lot of questions about. I mean, recently they've been saying that they're not going to change up the offense very much, but Still, for this team, I think we all know that the strength of it, as we speak right now, is going to be the defensive side of the ball. And we have a lot of question marks for the offensive ball, offensive side of the ball. So going into week one, when you're trying to get your offense moving, when you're trying to figure out what kind of offense you're going to be, what do you want to see from the Chargers on Sunday? Well, like you mentioned, your strength of this team is your defense. So with this team, you're going to need to somehow keep your offense on the field, even if you're not scoring a lot of points, if you're at least getting like an eight-play, nine-play drive, even if it ends in a field goal, you're keeping your defense rested. So with this team, I want to see something along the lines of effective running plays along with even just short, easy completions to the receivers and tight ends, things that keep the drive going. Five yards here, six yards there. you got to use the screen passes and your inside running effectively and keep your offense on the field three and outs are going to kill this team your defense can only do so much as long as it is rested once that team gets tired this team will fail so i would say this week you're gonna have to use the screen games effectively and start getting austin eckler into space get guys like joe reed into space if you decide to use him more than kj hill even guyton guyton could probably catch a wide receiver screen or even a drag route and take it a few yards because of his speed. Just something that gets guys into space and has allowed them to get even 7 to 15 yards. Sounds like a perfect offense for a guy like Joe Reed to get some looks. I mean, we know how explosive he is in the open field. What about that, John? That's something I've been saying throughout the offseason. I want Joe Reed to be a focal point of this offense, really. I want it to be someone that you could do wide receiver screen or even one where he sneaks it in behind the linebackers and does like a hook route. You just throw it to him and you let him run around the field. Something that gets him into space, make him do routes that Tyrell Williams did while also making him do routes that Eddie Royal used to do when he was on the team. Stuff like that would make Joe Reed really effective in this offense. One, I think you could see him take some jet sweeps and things like that as well. I do think we expect a lot of motion in this offense, even with Phillip Rivers back there. They still like to run some misdirection and I'm sure if you could ask John, he would tell you, as long as this misdirection is setting up a bigger play down the road, he'd be good with it. But focusing on one of the things that you said there, John, which was, you know, take kind of whatever you can get on the offense to keep getting first downs. I think part of what you need to do there is just keeping the down and distance in a good spot. If you're getting set up with second and threes, the defense does not know what's coming. You can keep them off balance. You can keep running the football if you have to, instead of running something predictable. I mean, getting this team into third and threes, Third and twos instead of third and eights, third and nines, I think is going to be a huge thing for the Chargers offense on Sunday because they're really just and not. And Allen, so there's no excuse not to do it. And that would take me to my first offensive key, which is feed Keenan Allen early and often. I think we've seen a rapport between these two, him and Tyrod Taylor so far during training camp. And 
There's just so many easy throws that you can make to Keenan Allen because he's going to get separation and he's going to give you a good window to throw to. He might not be doing the most after the catch with it, but if you're talking about picking up yards, continuing to get first downs, there's almost nobody better than Keenan Allen. I think that Tyrod Taylor throws well to the routes that Keenan Allen runs well. So I think these two should be really good and I expect Keenan Allen to keep putting up really good production. But that's definitely one of my keys is get Keenan Allen the ball early. But David, what's your first key for the offense? Hey, I love that. Uh, definitely want to keep the Slayer involved, and he is happy when he has the ball in his hands. And like you said, he is one of the most prolific wide receivers by getting first downs the last three years. He has 199 first down plays. So for me, my first key is to also include Austin Eckler and Hunter Henry in the short passing game. The Bengals, if you listen to the crossover episode, their hosts are very concerned about their linebackers and their ability to cover the tight end and the running back. So that tells me that you need to exploit that. Austin Eckler is one of the best pass catching running backs in the NFL. You need to continue to utilize that skill set and, of course, get Hunter Henry involved. We've said this so many times on this show. He is so important. He is such a catalyst. When he is when he is moving, when he is going well, the offense is going well. And also that helps you keep ahead of the down and distance, like Daniel said. Absolutely. And I think those all ties into, you know, a couple more of the ones that I had. I mean, for Austin Eckler, I mean, just getting him in space, finding the way to get the ball into his hands and having him go against these linebackers who are still unproven. At least their depth chart had a couple of the guys we were looking at in the draft. Akeem Davis, Gaither, and also Logan Wilson. Both of those guys were considered backups. So you're going to have a couple of guys in there that are okay. And I think that you could hear that from the Cincinnati Bengals locked on crossover. But I think that those guys, even Justin Jackson getting into that front seven, getting past the defensive line and making moves on these linebackers. We know how elusive he is. He should be fully healthy. And then having that mix of Josh Kelly in there to bring even another element. And I think, obviously, one of the biggest keys, and it's going to sound stupid, is being successful running the football. Because, John, I think we've seen so many times with this team in the past, it's obviously been different. But we've heard they were committed to running the football before. But running the football might not have ever been more important to this team than it is right now with this offense and with the skill talent that you have. Without a doubt, running the ball is probably the biggest thing for this offense. Tyrod Taylor is not known as your franchise QB. He is not the guy that you put the ball in his hands and you say, go win us games, take us to the promised land. He's a guy that manages the game. The running backs are going to be the what move this team and keep this team going. This team is going to be won by the defense, and Tyrod needs to manage the offense while the running backs make all the plays. Even if Tyrod has to dump it off to a running back, the running backs need to make the plays, but the running game, running offense between Austin Eckler being elusive and all over the field and Josh Kelly pounding it, you got to have that one-two punch. And if Justin Jackson stays healthy, he could be that elusive, pick a hole, make a guy miss and gain a first down. You can move up and down the field slowly but surely and keep your defense rested. And stay committed to the run game, please. Do not abandon it. We saw that last year. We heard the coaches say, hey, they want to stick to the running game. But when it didn't work, they went away from it, and that's when they got in trouble. Stay consistent. Stay with the running game. And even add Tyrod Taylor into the running game as well. Do some quarterback draws, read option type stuff. Something that gets Tyrod going. Well, I especially like that closer to the end zone, right? Once you get in the red zone, a position where the Chargers – have really struggled in recent years, and that's also one of my keys for success is 
with this offense specifically, guys, once you get in the red zone, you need to be punching it in for touchdowns, right? I mean, we do not know how many opportunities no you're going to get down in that area. And if this team has to settle for field goals, it's going to make it really tough for this defense to keep them in games because I think this defense is good enough to absolutely keep them in every single game. And the onus is going to be put on the offense to put up some points. And the best way to increase how many points you're putting up is not settling for three points and getting that seven points once you get down and close. But one of the other keys I have for this offense, David, especially with Mike Williams status up in the air is finding a way to create chunk plays because one of the things that we don't think we're going to see this year is just, you know, the Phillip Rivers huck it up all the time and just hope for the best type of offense. And obviously that was really bad in a lot of situations, but it did come up with most of the Chargers explosive plays. And that's why I like Justin Jackson so much. I mean, remember him back at the beginning of last year, how explosive he was, how many times he was breaking off runs of 20, 40, 60 yards at times. Remember the touchdown that got called back against the Lions that would have been like a 70 yard touchdown I mean he is one of the guys that can create chunk plays for your offense and without Phillip Rivers that's really one area I'm not sure how they're going to find those big chunk plays I like that but also I think one one thing that people need to understand and remember is that Tyrod Taylor throws a pretty damn good deep ball okay and he should definitely try to do that a couple of times every single game as far as I'm concerned especially with Jalen Guyton with the 4-3-5 speed Mike Williams with the incredible jump ball skills Justin Jackson with the crazy elusiveness give these guys a shot give them a chance to go out there show them that big arm but for me something that's going to help with that one of my keys is to protect Sam Tevy. This is the first time he's over on the left side. So what protect I mean Tyrod by that, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But to help Sam Tevy protect Tyrod Taylor, I want to have Virgil Green over there to help him block, to help chip, to help just protect Sam Tevy a little bit for his first time on the left side. I think if they do that, if the, that that's going to allow Tyrod Taylor to be a little more comfortable in the pocket and be able to make more, more plays. So just give some help to Sam Tevy. That's one of my keys for success. Yeah, the offensive line is going to be key. And, I mean, what kind of play are you going to get out of that left side of the Chargers offensive line if, you know, Brian Bulaga can play? Because, obviously, if you have Storm Norton out there, I mean, that's a pretty big cause for concern as well. But how is that offensive line going to look, especially on the left side, especially when you can have as good of running backs as you want? Most of what running backs do is what's carved out for them by the offensive line. So we have to see if this offensive line interchanging pieces has enough chemistry to really be able to get a push on the offensive line and carve out some lanes for these running backs. And I think they're going to try to get them on the move a lot. And I also think they're going to try to get Tyra Taylor on the move a lot, John. And that's my last thing I want to touch on. This is play action passing. We didn't see a ton of it with Phillip Rivers, or at least as much as I would like. And a lot of times he wasn't even really trying to sell it. But we've seen throughout the NFL, there's no more successful play you know percentage wise than running play action plays I think that's where you find your deep shots I think that's how you simplify the game for Tyrod Taylor and give him easy reads of guys running drag routes and running out routes across the field I think play action in this game will be huge for this Chargers offense well and I was actually thinking what if we actually ran some routes like what the Chiefs do to get Tyreek Hill open and do that for guys like Guyton and Joe Reed where some of Tyreek Hill's biggest plays are where he lines up in the slot and he'll run a route where he runs across the field behind the linebackers yeah. and goes and just outruns the corner. And Patrick Mahomes will just find him, take it, and he'll just run it for a few extra yards out of bounds, and it's like a 40-yard play. 
So if you can get a guy like Guyton or Joe Reed to run behind the linebackers and let Tyrod play action and find him open like that, I think that's where you can get those chunk plays. It doesn't have to be a jump ball or a guy that outruns someone deep on a one-on-one. It can just be something where speed wins in a situation like a Tyree Kill type play. So play action would help with that a lot. Well, and in that play specifically, though, the one thing you kind of have to do is keep the play alive for a little bit because you're sending the guy from the opposite side of the field. You're sending the receiver on that original side of the field deep to take away the safety help, and now you're you're relying on those linebackers to get that much depth 30 yards down the field, and that's what makes it so successful. But you get out on a rollout, he finds his way all the way across the field behind those linebackers, whether it's man or his own coverage, there's going to be a soft spot there. So I like that play a lot, but... We do have one more segment to get into. We're going to be getting into the keys for success on the defensive side of the ball coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete or a stay-at-home parent or if you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends over at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. They have the CBD Freeze with Menthol, which... With menthol, which is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or a shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need when it matters most. To make it super easy for you guys to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. NFL at checkout. I mean, that's a really good deal. They do not do sales often. That's locked on NFL, three words, all caps. Once again, locked on NFL for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. All right, guys, well, it's time to flip it over to the defensive side of the ball. This is the side of the ball I think I'm most excited to watch for the Chargers. Obviously, I'm a little bit hesitant just because when you lose a player like Derwin James, it's always Hard to know how that's going to directly impact the Chargers defense, David. And even though we still think this Chargers defense is going to be very successful, I mean, it's going to be a little less fun knowing he's not going to be out there. Of course, man. I mean, how could you not feel for Derwin James, you know, just another year where he's going to miss an entire season or miss most of the season like he did last time. This year, he's gone the whole season, guaranteed. And it just sucks because you just felt like going into this year, the mental side of the game caught up with his physical ability, and he was really going to go out there and show everyone how dominant of a player he possibly can be. But, hey, temporary setback for a major comeback, definitely for Derwin James. Can't wait to watch him next year. But for this year, the first key on for success on the defensive side is obvious, but it has to be said, and that's come after Burrow. He's a rookie quarterback. Anytime you got a rookie quarterback out there, you have to get in his face and get as much pressure as you possibly can. And I'm looking for Linval Joseph to bring that pressure up the middle. I'm looking for Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram to come screaming around around the outside. And it's really funny, as Joey Bosa said in the press conference, that uh, Joe Burrow was his scout quarterback uh, back in 2015 at Ohio State and that he is used to being chased by Joey Bosa so hopefully he is chased a lot by Joey Bosa and hopefully Joey gets him on the ground a lot on Sunday well I think that's a big question going into this game John is just can the Chargers finally get that interior push that they were looking for 
when not only they signed Linval Joseph, but also when they drafted Jerry Tillery in the first round in 2019. But Justin Jones will be starting, and the Chargers have to do better than they did last year getting pressure. And the, it's not even just getting pressure, John. It's collapsing the pocket because that's another one of my keys is do not let Joe Burrow get out of the pocket. He's not going to hurt you a lot of time with his legs, but I guarantee he will tuck it on a third and five and pick up an easy first down. He is kind of an underrated athlete in that sense. I know Joey Bussey even said he's not that fast, but he you know has really good presence. But I think having that interior pressure, John, for the first time in a while is such a big key because that makes him go out to the outside where you have two guys waiting there. If everybody's in the right pass rushing lanes that they should be, that's how you affect a young quarterback like this. Well, also making him roll out to his weak side as well. So what that means basically is if someone is a right-handed QB and they roll out to the right, they're going to have a good chance at completing a pass on the run. But if they have to roll out to their left, it's really hard to turn your body and throw it, which like only Patrick Mahomes really and Aaron Rodgers are the only two guys. And you're not really up. supposed to throw across your body like that. Yeah, like Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers are the only two quarterbacks that have really perfected that artwork right there. But other than that, most QBs just dump it out of bounds once they go that way. And if you're a rookie QB, you're going to have a hard time making that throw. So at the same time as keeping them contained, also, try to use the pocket to your advantage. Make him go where you want him to go if he is going to escape. If you collapse the pocket to one side, he only has one way to go. If he's smart enough to read it, he'll take that weak side escape. But if he's not smart enough to read it, that's your sack. Containing him and keeping him in the pocket is going to be really big because he is known for making a deep throw and completing the deep pass. And I can see this team going for it. If you got a guy like A.J. Green, they even drafted T. Higgins. They have John Ross, who's got a lot of speed. He's not known as a great wide receiver, but that guy has speed and ran the fastest 40 in NFL history. Should have his own island, but he wore the wrong shoes. I know. So there's going to be a deep ball trying to be completed around here. Without Derwin James, it's worth taking a shot if you're the Bengals. And is your Adley being back there? You're going to want to test him. It's his first real action. But is your Adley's got the speed to stop it. But if Joe Burrow's rolling out to his left, Guess what? He ain't going to have an accurate throw unless he's Patrick Mahomes somehow, and we don't know about it. I'm not totally convinced that he isn't able to make that throw, but, I mean, his arm strength is good, but it's not, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes good either. But we're running out of time. I do want to touch on a few more key things here, and I do think that the Chargers corners versus a pretty talented Bengals wide receiving core with Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, and T. Higgins, and John Ross, all of those guys, is going to be a huge matchup, but I also think it's going to be a huge game the Chargers will need from Nazir Adderley. David coming into his first start at free safety. Now Rayshon Jenkins moves to strong safety, and that's something to monitor as well, but the Chargers are going to need a really big game from Nazir Adderley, who gets his first start, his first real playing time for this defense, and he could get tested. Uh, it's not a question to if he's going to get tested. It's how much he's going to get tested. He's definitely going to get tested there on the back end as a free safety, but I like it. I can't wait to see Nazir Adderley on the football field finally showing us that those ball skills, that fluidity, that speed, just those instincts. I just want him to go out there and play free. Know the defense. Hopefully, with all the time he's had off, 
he knows the defense very, very well. So I just want him to go out there and play fast and be a great tackler. Do not let anybody get behind you. If he's able to do that, then he is going to be great. My next key for on the defensive side for success is to form and swarm on Joe Mixon. Do not let the do not let Joe Mixon get established in this football game. They are definitely going to try to run him early and often. Swarm him and form tackle him to the ground. Do not let Joe Mixon Joe Mixon run all over you. He is a physical runner, so you have to gang tackle him. And, tackle and that's him. where Kenneth Murray comes up big in this game. Yeah, of course. I mean, that was the next thing. Is just that's going to be such a huge key with these linebackers and specifically Kenneth Murray. But the last thing, John, I want to touch on really quickly is just finding a way to cause more turnovers. We heard Casey Hayward Jr. and Joey Bosa talking about it in their press conferences, and that's been a theme for this defense all training camp long, but it's not just you know guys jumping routes and things like that. It's also the play calling, and I think that's going to be huge for the Chargers, mixing up some zone and some man coverage, and also being able to get some scenarios in which your guys can cause some turnovers. We've heard them talk the talk, John, but for this team specifically to be successful, they need to force turnovers. There's no doubt about that. With your defense being the strength of your team and what's going to take you to the promised lands, you're going to need turnovers. You're going to have to set up that offense for easier points. And you don't need to have you know the best pass rush or the best zone defense to do that. You just got to have good play calling. If you know what the play is, audible to it, and just do your assignments and the turnovers will come. Hit hard and fumbles will happen. If you're not prepared that week, you're not going to get a turnover. It's got to be film study, film study, film study, game plan, game plan. If you can't do and any of that, you're just going to you're just going to fail. And I think Chris Harris Jr. might help with that because he's already been said to be giving Casey Hayward the exact route that's about to be coming his way. So I think that will be a big part of the Chargers trying to turn that tide and be a team that's good at taking the ball away, which they weren't in 2019. But it's time to put our money where our mouths. It's time to put our money where our mouth is because we have to make some game predictions. So, David, you're the optimist. I want you to give the Chargers fans something good. Who do you have winning this weekend? Uh, Well, you want me to give them something good? I am definitely going to give them something good, and I'm going to use a stat to make my point. Per CBS Sports, John Breach, of the six QBs taken number one overall the last 15 years who have started week one, zero of them have won their first game. They are a combined 0 and 5 and 1. So with that being said, I think the Chargers are going to win this game 24 to 14, start out the 2020 season with a great start. Yeah, I mean, I wish that made me feel better, but I've seen the Chargers struggle too many times against rookie quarterbacks, but I definitely hope that trend continues. John, who's going to win? I'm going back and forth on this one just because of our offensive line, but I feel like just because of how bad the Bengals' defense is is as far as linebackers go, I feel like that gives the Chargers the advantage. I think they do win this game, but historically speaking, the Chargers since 2003 have struggled against this team, even on really bad Bengals teams. They lost to a 3-11 team that took the Chargers out of the playoffs. The year they went 12-4, they barely beat that. Bengals team 26-21. I'm going to have to say it's Chargers 19, Bengals 13. I think we're all around the same. I've gone back and forth. 
I think the Chargers definitely could lose this game. I mean, I don't think any of us are saying the Chargers are untouchable here. Uh, there's no chance they lose. But, I mean, I watched the Chargers struggle to John's point against Jeff Driscoll last time they played the Bengals. So that didn't really instill a lot of confidence. I do think this the only team, one to predict it as well. Just going to put that out there. The Chargers ended up winning. I know, but I was the only one that said they were going to struggle. You all were predicting blowouts. Yeah, no. I want to hear the voice on that one because I never feel good about going up against rookie quarterbacks. Either way, I'm going to say this game, I think that the Bengals end up putting some points up, but I think they end up making a lot of mistakes in Joe Burrow's debut. I'm going to say Chargers 24, Bengals 17. I think it is a one-score game because the Chargers – Love one-score games. I think they get a step in the right direction of winning some more one-score games. But we are totally out of time, but just enough time to do some bold predictions. So, John, I'll start with you. Where are you going for your bold prediction week one? Well, for me, I'm going to go on the defensive side, and I'm actually going to say Nazir Adderley comes out hot and has three interceptions in this game. That would be lovely. David? Yeah, I love that one. Uh, let me just get that out there. But my bold prediction is on the offensive side, and I think Joshua Kelly is going to break into the league in a very big way. I think he's going to have three rushing touchdowns in this football game. Well, that'll definitely help the Chargers win if they can do that. That's for sure. I'm going to go with the defensive side of the ball as well. Maybe Nazir Adderley is also a part of my defensive bold predictions. I'm going to say the Chargers get back on the right side of the turnover game, get four turnovers in week one, and also add on four sacks as well. And I think those two things will go hand in hand. But that is going to wrap things up for this week of shows. Guys, we're so excited that football is coming on Sunday. You guys can watch it on Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. I thought it was going to be at 10 a.m. Pacific time, so I don't want anybody to get confused since the Chargers are going to Cincinnati. But until next week, guys, we'll be back with you guys to recap the game then. Until then, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and to like the Facebook page, Locked On Chargers, as well as subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts or giving us a follow on Spotify and rating and reviewing. We would really appreciate it. If you guys want to call into the voicemail line, the number is 323-524-7924, and we try to get every Chargers voicemails played on the show and we'll try to get back into those next week but so excited for the game guys hopefully the Chargers can pull one out and make it a little easier on us no hard attacks this weekend but until then take it easy and go bolts